When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. came through you no know, we got to mend some fences you know got everything back on track how family should be you know that's right went well went well went real well yeah. family truly does matter how was your fourth uh how was your fourth of july oh the fourth of july was cool did you do anything nice and loud nice and loud we walked to the promenade checked it out you know a little fourth of july a little celebration whatever whatever going on same thing as usual as every year, you know, you really can't do nothing different. Yeah. yeah. But it was safe for the most part. Yeah, it was safe. Yeah. This year oh, we celebrated Juneteenth. Yeah, it, it was nice. We we did cook. We celebrated Juneteenth on June 19th. And oh, okay. we did barbecue. It was just something small. It was my cousin. Shout out to cousin Clifton. He he's like my oh, big yeah. brother. When I when I was uh, younger and would be trying to run the streets, he ran my butt home. So shout out to my big cousin Clifton. He came and, and cooked for me, my sister, and, and my cousin Toya. So it was nice. It was nice and quiet. Not too much to do. Not too much to clean up. Everybody just it was relaxing. It was the, all the right. first all right. relaxing fourth that I've had in years. Wow. All right. That's good. Yeah. You don't really so, get too uh, many of those. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. So I'm excited about our guest today. We have our city action Buffalo in the house tonight. Round of applause to them. I saw them in action today. Oh my god. Round of applause. I saw them in action today. I love to see people advocating for the city. And what I love about um this organization is that everyone does not look the same it is right, a melting right. pot of culture in this organization they are located right here in buffalo new york where i am from like i say i'm i was born and raised my hometown is lackawanna new york that's home but buffalo is definitely my city so whatever i can do to support the initiative of bringing the east side especially back to life and and right. and making sure that uh Everyone is uh, everyone has a voice, 
I, oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part, bro. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to bring them in. And um, right. we, we can go ahead with, with the interview. Bring them on in. If you guys are, are back there, yeah, welcome. Hello. Hello, all right. <laughs> there you go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you guys. Welcome to Thank you, bro. With myself and, and my co-host, Big Mike. I saw you guys in action. You guys are definitely our city action Buffalo. I'm <laughs> so excited. I was, I, yeah. when I said, I felt alive down there seeing you guys spring into action and you are truly advocating for this city. And I hope anyone that's listening, make sure you guys like, share, and follow, and, and find out what they are doing to support, because they're supporting us. You know, they yeah. don't have to do this. They're supporting us. And whatever we can do to, you know, push this forward, you know, keep the momentum going, let's do yeah. it. I met India, which was phenomenal. I was in Chicago when I found out about India. I met her down there. It, it was just nice seeing everybody with like-minded people together, right? you right. know, fighting for the same cause and using your point. voice. Exactly, right. Yeah, bro, you saw the video. So, so let's let them introduce their, themselves but we'll start mm -hmm. with you harper go ahead and introduce yourself and did cassandra have a chance to call in was she able to call in i'm on the line okay cassandra <laughs> i do not want to forget about you you guys are so important in this fight so we'll start with harper yep go with, go to dawn and did cassandra um we'll let you introduce yourself so go ahead harper tell our listeners who you are and what it is you are standing for Sure. Well, uh, my name is Harper Bishop. I use he, him, or they, them pronouns, and I'm the interim director of Our City Action Buffalo, proudly so. Um, Our City Action Buffalo was founded just a year and a half ago. We're a fledgling organization, but we've been doing the good work in Buffalo for many years and been following organizations of which Don is the deputy director of Push Buffalo and has been active in our community for very long and Miss Cassandra in the Broadway Fillmore area as well. Um, so we're standing up for what's right. <laughs> we're standing up for justice and equity in our city. We're on the right side of history. We know that we are. And that's why you see the beautiful um, action and the multiracial, multi-generational uh, melting pot that you referred to earlier, because those are all people who have the same eye and mind towards justice. And they put it in action every day. And they did it today in council chambers. Really proud of the showing that we had. We'll get into that later. But by way of introduction, I'm I'm just a freedom fighter here with all of you. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you so much uh, for for having us on, and thank you, Harper, for the introduction. I'm Don Wells Clyburn, Deputy Director of Push Buffalo, and I'm also here representing just our community. Um, I'm part of our Beverly uh, Road Block Club, which is in Hamlin Park which is inside of the Maston district, right alongside Cold Springs, um, the Cold Springs area on the east side of Buffalo. Um, happy to be here. Um, been with this organization for nine years, but I've been in the struggle um, politically for uh, many, many years, more years than I care to um, <laughs> share. Um, yeah, just thank you so much for this opportunity. And, you know, yeah, we definitely have a right to speak our mind and to hold those that have the power accountable, especially when they're not representing us um, the way they're supposed to. Yeah. All thank right. All right. Definitely that. Thank you for that. Yeah. Go ahead, Ms. Cassandra. It's on you now. All right. My name is Cassandra Eubanks. I am part of the Fillmore District, part of Push Buffalo. I work for a minority construction company, just working to be a strong activist in my area. Out here, part of the fight. Got to stay strong and in it. Definitely that. Definitely that. All right. Okay. Well, I, I, I just want to extend um, our thank you for even being on the stage tonight because you guys did a phenomenal job downtown today, down at City Hall. And I, I just, again, want to just give you guys a round of applause because it takes a lot to have the courage to use your voice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
and, and it felt good to see that people are truly standing up for what's right because I, I want to start with um, just a few questions, and, and Big Mike, feel free to chime in as well with any yeah. questions that you have. Mm -hmm. um, what do you? I want to tap on what you said, Don, about the struggle that you've been in the struggle for a while. What do you find is the biggest struggle um, in this fight? Oh wow! Yeah, I think I'm glad she asked you. I'm asking all of you. I mean, there's so many things I can say, and we can go on for a long time. I think what it makes me think about when you ask that question is, why do we have to be in this fight? What are the root causes of, like, really why we're here? The fact that we have a, a common council that is not representing, and how long have I, you know, been here? Well, you know, I'm from Buffalo. This is my hometown, and <laughs> I used to hang out in Lackawanna. That was one of my stomping grounds. Okay. Um, but I have lived all over, almost all over the city. And um, because of a lot of challenges that my mother faced as a, you know, a single parent doing the very best that she could, we had to move a lot. And, you know, we spent some time out of town. We came back. And what it really makes me think of when you ask me that question is just the disinvestment in this community and the, the lack of regard for right people who live in these areas. Like literally you are talking about folks' livelihoods. You're talking mm -hmm. about folks who, um, you know, are dealing with landlords that are not, you know, Fixing doing the things that are right. I'm on a call every month where we are talking about what, what folks are not doing that they're supposed to be doing for our community members, right? right. Like we have, we have people who are charging excessive rents and Buffalo is right. under this like major renaissance. And the Renaissance is only really for people with means, right? Only for like the elite people in power, the people that are in our common council. Yes, I'm going to say it like that. And I'm glad um, you did. Yes, and that is <laughs> the root cause. The root cause is representation, and they are supposed to be our voice. And mm -hmm. in this moment, that is the issue, but the issue has always been representation, a seat at the table, um, understanding what the issues are in order to fight. You know, a, a lot of times folks say, well, you know, people don't come out and they don't, you know, they don't vote or they don't do this. Well, a lot of times there are a lot of barriers that have been purposely put in, in the way of the people who would come out, who do come out, who do show up. And you saw that today. People showed up because they understood because our city action Buffalo did the job that our that our that we pay our tax dollars for our common council and representative rep, representatives to do. They did that. And so right. that shows me a lot. That shows me that, you know, it's not for a lack of awareness. It's not for a lack of will. It's just plain and simply barriers being put in, in folks way and not having um an opportunity to speak on them right Parker, go ahead and go ahead and tap in on on that what, what do you find is the greatest struggle because it uh, again mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just say it, it takes a lot for a person to actually use their voice most people mm -hmm. they, they don't want to use their voice because they don't think anything can be done I, I, why mm -hmm. should i say anything nothing's going to change right. so what do you find is is the the biggest struggle and then Ms. Cassandra, if you'd like to tap in on that, um, go ahead after um, Harper. Yeah, well, I think Dawn did a really great job of summing up a lot of the barriers and challenges that are faced in a city like ours. Uh, we often uh, do political education with people around what an extractive economy looks like. And um, Rust Belt cities and post-industrial cities like Buffalo are a prime example. The extraction of uh, labor and the exploitation of resources are, are absolutely happening. Um, and we need to get to a regenerative economy, which is based on the well-being of the people. And we have a major disconnect when I've been spending time in City Hall and the people there tell me about the politics, about what their self-interest is, what their political position is. And it has no rootedness, no groundedness, no reality whatsoever based in the neighborhoods and what people are telling me on the streets. We have been having uh, hundreds of people contact us, thousands more in the last uh, several weeks since we took up this fight to a point where we are a very small organization trying to build our capacity and trying to make it all work because we, uh, when, once we educated the people, 
the people came and we saw that today. And what I keep saying is that Buffalo is stuck in an unvirtuous cycle where our, our council people basically blame the people in the neighborhoods for not participating. And then they don't because they become disillusioned. They don't see their city working for them. They don't see the people representing them. Um, there is a false claim on council chambers right now that say that it says there's an inscription, the people's counselors reflect the people's will. Absolutely not true in this moment. Hasn't been true for a very long time. And what Buffalo needs is a virtuous cycle, which that's what we're trying to kickstart through our City Action Buffalo, which is that actually your voices do matter. The grassroots is where things are happening, uh, where people's ideas, um, we're fond of saying those closest to the problem have the best and boldest solutions. We believe that wholeheartedly. And people have the answers by virtue of the fact that they're experts on their own li lives and, and what they're experiencing on a daily basis. And so actually the virtual cycle starts with our council people and our elected leaders, uh, you know, asking them what it is that they need and being there and supporting it. So we have a virtuous cycle that would lead to more de democracy, more practices, and we would see a flourishing place. But when we put our own political self-interest and profits ahead of people, that's where we have a problem. And the fact that I even have to go to, um, you know, these, these meetings and explain to our elected leaders again, what things like systemic racism is, no joke, I did that yesterday. I actually had to break down what systemic racism is. Um, and that is that is a poor starting point when we don't have people who are understanding the system of oppression and how people are being oppressed in their city and the people that they represent. So we have so many challenges. I think that Dawn uh, outlined a lot, um, obviously having to do with housing and, and just like basic needs being met and then mine uh, with like just, you know, sort of understanding the holistically where we're, we're caught in an, un, you know, in virtuous cycle and how we need to turn that around. Mr. Sandra, what and about you? <laughs> and unfortunately, point. to piggyback off of what both of them said, our city elected officials have become too comfortable with not having to deal with the people who they right. supposedly take care of. They have to come to a place where they're respecting us or we have to vote them out. Right. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Do you find yeah. that it is difficult um, trying to educate people about the issues? I mean, you, you spoke on it, Harper, that we are aware of the situation that we're in, whether it's poverty, what we're dealing with, on a, the challenges that we deal with on an everyday basis. Do you find that it is challenging to educate people on um, different solutions, like going out to vote, getting out there to vote during times like this? Because it is truly the, the local politicians that are making the decisions on where we live at right now. Yeah, education is always going to be a struggle. And as we talked um, in our prep meeting uh, just a couple of days ago, maybe that was even yesterday, the calendar is flying by. Uh, the idea for me of, of educating folks, um, I, I think that people are sometimes willful, willfully ignorant and, and staying willfully ignorant um, on purpose or saying that they're feigning ignorance when they actually know exactly what's happening and trying to make us believe that they don't know better uh, in order to not actually move forward with our political agenda and why their hands are tied. We saw that in council chambers today where corporation council used legalese to essentially say, we can't do what you said, even though it's absolutely incorrect what their political assessment was. And they took a, a very generous uh, way of, of uh, interpreting that law. Um, I also think, as we talked in, in prep, is that when corporations, when people with uh, big agendas and big dollar signs next to their names ask for anything and everything, like the Pagulas, oh, yeah. when they ask for over a billion dollars of our taxes to go to build a Bills stadium, go Bills, go Bills, but Orchard Park in <laughs> Orchard Park, Park. <laughs> and they put a price tag of over a billion dollars when our, we're the third poorest and sixth most segregated, we say, how much? We'll write that check. We got you. No problem. Well, you know, but when the people say we need fair, how you know, fair and affordable housing, we need exactly. health care, 
We need infrastructure. We need, you know, the most basic of things. Suddenly, the pen is down and the checkbook goes away. away. A grocery store. Suddenly, there's not a dollar. There's not a dollar. Right. So it's not that you're not educated that we need these things. It's that you don't want to do it. Right. And so we're not asking for, you know, major thing, but we are coming with an agenda that says you have to take care of us holistically. And we're not just going to, you know, um, be satisfied and okay with asking for like the less than we need. And I think we have to get that in our head is that we need to demand that the, the things that we need are what we should have. Right. And not feel fearful that we can't ask for them because Terry Pagula, the Jacobs, Carl Palladino, they're asking for those things and they're getting those things. So it's, it's a, a I think, so that, that's, you know, so that's what I would say. Yeah. I think sometimes we, we don't ask for it, so we don't get it. Yes. Asking you, you, you have to ask, you, you have to put it out there to, to know that, to let others know that this is something that you want. If we, if I, it, it's been my experience that most people that I encounter are afraid to voice what it is that they need, what it is that they're afraid of, what it is that they're lacking. Many people are afraid to use their voice for fear of judgment, for fear of uh, rejection, for fear that it, oh, it's always been like this, so nothing's ever going to change. But that's not true. It's not changing because we are not demanding the change. Well, that's it right there. I was going to to say, we are talking about asking, and there's a difference between asking and demanding. There's a difference between understanding what your rights are as like a citizen, uh, as a human being, and, you know, as a a taxpayer, even if you're not a taxpayer, you live, you have the right to have representation if you are in a domicile. And I have the right to say to the person that I put in office, this is how you need to do it. And I'm not saying I, because when I say I, I'm not saying me personally, I'm representing more than, you know, God Mm -hmm. willing, more than just myself, but we have to use the right language too. It's like, I I got into this phase where I was saying, oh, please. And let me ask you. And, and then it's like, wait a minute, the light starts coming on and you're like, wait a minute, hold on. I have and I must demand that you do your job. And if you don't do your job, you're out. That's it. There's no need for you to be there. Right. Right. I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of like. And if we uh, don't ask in a way where we expect something from them, they give us mm -hmm. nothing. We saw that today. Yeah, we're we're going to. I'm like Miss Cassandra. Vote them out. They need to be replaced. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and run that 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 first video. I just and and then we'll talk about this because this is a, this. So the first portion of the, of the video is when they were reading the legal jargon to try and throw everyone off. I love how uh-huh. you guys erupted. Go ahead and and, and play it, Don, if it, uh, if you have it ready. <laughs> explained it in the beginning. That's a technique that's used by people in power to not listen to people who don't have the power or the voice. And so, you know, they kept telling us to calm down and be quiet in in council chambers and be good 
be good people, you know, just be quiet, little girl. Let me tap you on your head. Be quiet. And so when the guy came, started coming over to folks, uh, the security, you know, one of the first things that I said to him when he said, hey, we really need you guys to calm down. I was like, you know what? Or we're going to have to remove you. I was like, well, you know what? You're going to have to remove me in handcuffs because this isn't even your counsel. I pay your salary. This is ours. Say that again. So because I think people need to understand. Say that. Who pays their salary? The we of the city okay. of Buffalo. Exactly. Buffalo. And so, yeah, I'll leave when you take me out of here. But we're not going to stop saying what we have to say because they actually didn't really give us an opportunity to voice our concerns in that arena, which is what we, you know, what we thought we were going to It was have. what I call a beautiful dismission. There you go. We were dismissed beautifully. Quickly. Wow. Yeah. Quickly. So we decided, you know, that we were going to chant down Babylon and let them know that they weren't going to silence us. You know, this is what you know, it's actually an act of violence to move in that manner. And I, and I think we don't say it enough, that that is violent to push down policies on or folks and they, they don't get to, and they don't get to respond. That is right. violent. That is violent. So let's call it what it is. Wow. And, and the legal jargon that they were spitting at us was... It was like being cursed out by my grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it felt. You know, you can't say anything. Right. You sit there and you take it and then get up and go. Yeah, which you tell And as a dog, that. Wow, yeah. But as a dog, we won't stand for that anymore. Mm -hmm. Would either of you like to elaborate any? further into the, the, the chant that was going on because there were papers passed out listening <laughs> what we should say. <laughs> well, that was the great organizing of the Our City Action Buffalo organizers. All their skills, right, Harper? Yeah, for sure. We have a really talented team. And I think that in a lot of instances, people think that organizers and activists are coming to play and we don't have the education or the background or the know-how. And they, as Dawn said, pat us on the heads and treat us like we're petulant children. They, they condescend mm. us. They're smug. There's very smug faces on the council members uh, this afternoon. And um, we're not playing. We didn't come here to play games. We have a legal team. We have geographers, urban planners, experts. When we say who educates us, we educate us. When we say who keeps us informed, we keep us informed. When we say who keeps mm -hmm. us safe, we keep us safe. So we have the people that we need to get it done. And so again, we didn't come here to play games. It is an escalation tool that we use um, on purpose to show them that um, people are angry. Again, there is a disconnect in City Hall. They think that they are demigods and de despots and that they are going to be there for life. When I unfortunately do um, a training for youth, they, I, I ask them how many years you think common council members terms are. They said 10 years to me in my last training. And that, and that is telling, right? It's four years is the correct answer, but it is 10 years because people have been there so long that they think that they are owed those seats, that those are their seats That's and they are right. permanent. And that is what redistricting is teaching us. The Buffalo right. News, which who has never come on our side for much of anything, especially in editorials. When they editorialize about something, it's mostly conservative. It's mostly, you know, on the other side. They wholeheartedly agreed with us. The first line of that editorial re re read, the critics are right. And it went on to say that this reads like an incumbent protection plan. And that is what they do uh, in redistricting. And we are the first uh, city in the country that we are aware of, that any of our colleagues are aware of and comrades that have taken on a grassroots fight against gerrymandering, against uh, racist gerrymandering and redistricting in, in the country. The Nation, uh, which is a progressive publication that's pretty, pretty famous, they wrote today about this fight. And they said, if you want an example of a city that's doing it right right now and you want to learn how to fight gerrymandering, 
check out Buffalo, New York. We continue to be a leader in so many things. And it is our elected officials that are actually holding us back because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who like when the when we lead, we elect India Walton. When we lead, we unionize Starbucks. When we lead, we stop shot spotter and police police uh, having more money. Uh, when we lead, we are we are redistricting and we are reapportioning in a way that creates and preserves our neighborhoods and, and puts racial equity and justice in the front. So we're going to take a quick break um, and then come back and talk more about the redistricting because that's why we're here. East Buffalo or the east side, you guys, what are your thoughts on it? Stay tuned. And if you are interested in having a podcast, make sure you hit up the Evening Rush Network. So stay tuned. We'll be right back, you guys. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Think and Grow with Vet Green. And I have my co-host here, Big Mike of the Brooklyn Brown Table. Make sure you check out his show at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday, right after Think and Grow with Vet Green. So we're we're here for a reason. We're here because there's been a proposal to change, and I don't know if you guys have noticed watching the news, they've already started calling the East Side East Buffalo. They've already been, I, I was watching the news, I, I watch the news almost every day, and I noticed that now they're referring to the East Side as East Buffalo. So explain to our listeners, and any any one of you can jump in, explain to our listeners why um, we met today down at City Hall and what is what it is, what is it that's actually going on as far as the East Side and East Buffalo, like, what's the big deal? I know some people are like, well, I don't understand. What's the big deal? What's the difference in either the East Side or East Buffalo? So explain to our listeners what what happened. And either of you can jump in. I think you need Mr. I'm I'm just gonna say, you know, (laughs) the East Side is not my community. Uh, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> and so I'm passing on the people who live on the East Side. I can tell you a historical the, the East Side is my community. It's mine too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, please. Go, Miss Cassandra. Step in for me. Okay, so the East Side is my community. I am not sure why they are now calling it East Buffalo. But what I do know as for the redistricting, I am in what is considered the Fillmore District. And the Fillmore District stretches to places it has no business going. Okay, I live at what is considered best in Fillmore, and it is part of the Broadway Fillmore area. But the Fillmore District itself is going all the way over to Niagara, which is primarily more of a Puerto Rican area mm-hmm. it's definitely it, it, well yeah, historically it's been that historically it's yeah been historically that. it's been that so my my question for the council would have been how does a girl or a woman such as myself be considered in the same voting area as someone who lives on niagara how are we being looked over um, or cared for by by the people we voted into politics to care for us. He's carrying too large an area. Who, it's who not possible. It's Councilmember Mitch Nowakowski, and he represents the most gerrymandered district in all of Buffalo. If you look on the map, it is 
literally a U. Some people have called it a screeching eagle. It reaches from Broadway Fillmore on the east side, um, mm -hmm. a lot of Bangladeshi uh, community moving in, Black, and then uh, it used to be formerly Polish, um, and then stretches all the way to Allentown, um, mostly uh, white progressive neighborhood, LGBTQ. Um, and as, as the point has been made, the needs of these two distinct uh, neighborhoods are so different. Uh, and so you might be having a festival on one end and basic infrastructure is lacking on the other, right? And so how do these two connect? There is no way when you look at the legal context for this of compactness that it fits the legal requirement. It is purely gerrymandered for specific council members who live there. Wow. The economic challenges as well. Does that in also include the medical part? It does not. The Fruit Belt neighborhood and, and Dawn uh, is from closer to there. So maybe she would speak yeah. to um, her community clearly is, is hurting right now and, and might want to speak to a little bit of what's what's happening there. Yeah, I mean, and, and to your original point, East, the whole East Buffalo East Side thing is, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really, really, I'm really pissed off about the timing of this and, and how the council is moving in the, in the shadow of the May 14th massacre. Um, because if you were to look at this, at this map that they've proposed, it covers um, the area that I live in, which is Maston, which incorporates the tops on Jefferson. And the Ellicott district, which um, has always been like a, a very large area that also incorporates the Fruit Belt, which is the, the area where a lot of my father's family are from, a street where, you know, um, where I was born at on Rose Street. Um, and, and a district now, that I once was in before this change. Right. And that's and that's a whole nother point. Right. The fact that these lines get redrawn without regard for the people that live there and then the effect. You, people might not understand the effect of it until after their, you know, the lines have been drawn and then there's a, you know, there's a reaction to these lines that are redrawn and, you know, how people get displaced and, and policies get written into codified into, into law. So for me, um, yeah, the East side, East Buffalo, I, I don't really think it's relevant in terms of what the real issue is. The real issue is that we need to address this because it's citywide. And if you are moving districts that, you know, go in a U and then you're shrinking Maston down and increasing like Lovejoy, which is, you know, an area where folks have been, some some Black folks have been displaced. You know, if you look at gentrification, we're, oh, yeah. you know, in, in the city of Buffalo, it's, it's we're being pushed out further and further and further, but oh, it's yeah. not just about Black people. This is like poor people, you know, oh, being yeah. pushed out to the outskirts of the city. And what, what rights do we have? We're trying to lock in right now. And I think that my concern is that we have a lot of, you know, um, what do you call it? Distractions going on to keep our eyes away from what is actually going to affect us, impact us in another five to 10 years. So that's I my agree. Point. I agree, agree Don. I agree. Yeah. Explain redistricting because I, I, I'm not sure that everyone understands. And so, so you guys know that I, I live in Chicago now. I'm here in Buffalo most of the time, but I, I'm actually living in Chicago. And what I noticed, first thing I noticed when I came back home, is Broadway. If you go, if you drive down Broadway, now for some people, it may look like, oh, there's brand new buildings going up. Oh, there's a, a gas station going up. Oh, there's a, a brand new restaurant. To me, because I, I'm in Chicago now and I see the differences. No, this is gentrification. I, I don't think a lot of people understand that, yeah, they're building all of these infrastructures and they're placing all of these businesses there, but what about the homes? That's going to make. And what about the people who live in that community? Exactly. Who's benefiting? Exactly. The exactly. You know, it's it's nothing but questions that I think folks should be asking. Who's benefiting from that? Okay, who's I don't think I don't from see the that look like me. Who's benefiting from the new buildings and mm -hmm. who's getting displaced? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so anyone of you can tap into explain what redistricting is and why the people of Buffalo should be concerned. That's on you, Harper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't hope. I wouldn't hope for anything else. So, uh, 
Yeah. So why did so first of all, redistricting uh, happens uh, based on the decennial census, uh, which means that every 10 years people are, are counted and the 2020 census just came out. That's why you're seeing fights in New York State and uh, in the Senate and that those maps were thrown out uh, because they were gerrymandered, similar to what is happening here. Um, when we look at the 2020 census, Buffalo, New York has increased in population growth, uh, population for the first time in 70 years. That is obviously significant. In order to do that uh, and to look at what redistricting does is that you have to have a, a comparative analysis of what transpired in the last census and what is happening now. So there's some legal things that have to take place. Mostly population equalization should be the easiest thing to do because you have to split the map up and it has to be equal. The idea of one person, one vote matters here. Um, because if you don't, the example that we keep using is that Wyoming and the, the la lack of population there in California, Californians will have less voting power actually than Wyoming people because of course there's a lot more Californians than there are people from Wyoming. So you have to reconfigure uh, that in order to make sure that people are actually having one person, one vote. In the map that the city proposes, South Buffalo and so the South District would actually be the most powerful uh, district and the least powerful would become the Maston District. Uh, as you probably, are, if you're aware with Buffalo, white folks live in South Buffalo predominantly and it's yeah. black folks who live in Maston. So think about, again, racial equity and who would, would not benefit and who wouldn't benefit. You also have to have compact districts. As we just talked about, there is a, Ms. Cassandra lives in this district. It goes from one end, all, from the east side all the way to the west side. That's not compact. It also has to be contiguous. And then you have to preserve as many communities, they call them communities of interest, but it's basically our communities and keeping them holistic. Um, that has not happened. The map of Buffalo is a textbook example of gerrymandering. Gerrymandering is a term much like gentrification that I think like can get thrown out there, but we don't really know what that means. Gerrymandering is uh, just simply when you make unfair uh, lines and you essentially cheat because how can you, how can anyone, uh, an insurgent candidate or campaign win when the lines are custom made for the people who now are in office in this moment. And that means that nine people, nine council members, that's how many we have, and they are men, all men, as you saw today, which is startling in 2022, that we have a council that is only reflective of men and no women or uh, anyone else. And that's for the first time in a long time also. It, it has been a while, but all men are representatives. When nine men's political interests and self-interest are ahead of 280,000 plus people, that's a problem. And so it yeah, it impacts all of us, and it, it is a thing that makes uh, us all very upset. And as you've said, depending on what district you are in, you're going to see a very different picture of the city and who is looking out for you, who's trying to build an equitable and inclusive Buffalo, or who is trying to sell you out to real estate developers, as we just read in the Buffalo News. Uh, $1,100 is the average rent in Buffalo right now. And you know what people are not making? Enough money to be paying $1,100 for a- Nobody is. Exactly. So that's why, why redistricting happens and why it is so important that people understand um, it changes their representative. It, it um, obviously cuts them out of neighborhoods. Um, it, it makes no sense when you're thinking about why am I in the same district as Allentown that's on the, on the west side when I live on the east side. I mean, all of these questions arise out of that and, and especially the dissolution and dilution of black voting power is intentionally right after, especially right after we said business is not going to continue as usual. We have every attempt to dilute black voting power and that's not okay with me. And it shouldn't be okay with anyone, honestly, of course. I have a question, Harper. Go for it. What makes a neighborhood a neighborhood of interest? Yeah, the, the city planning documents determine what these um, these um, communities of interest are, and they're based on their greatest attempt at what the neighborhood contiguity is. 
Um, and so the city has a plan of what those communities are, though, of course, we define our communities very differently than the city of Buffalo, right? Let's like, let's be honest, like no one's looking at the city's plan and saying, oh, there, there's my community of interest. Like, you know, it's how we define ourselves, but that is how they do it um, legally. Is It's called a community of interest. Well, I got one question for all three of you or any three of you plan on running for city council because you guys got it down. They spoke guys, about that down there today. No, but I am. I will go hard and I will support anyone that really and truly represents alone, us. Listen, hey, that's, that's the and I right will here. fight with her right behind her. Because, hey, you guys will and, definitely get that. I think I would have to move to Buffalo for that one. I keep telling you, come on down. Come on. Down. Well, actually, you guys are down. We're up. We're, 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 we're north. You guys are south. Actually, Big, Big Mike, that's, that's a great. I think it's a like I will. I will say this. That for me. I have, um, I've worked with the Working Families Party, Coalition for Economic Justice, and now PUSH. And I want to do some more things with Harper and OCAP. But yeah. for me, um, what's going on right now is so unjust yes. that if we don't fight right now, teach our young people to fight. I brought my daughter with me today who is a college senior. Mm -hmm. And she's going to school for broadcast journalism and public relations so that she gets a up close and personal look at how government is ran on a local level. Right. And where's the woman's because, <laughs> because right. if our young people don't understand the government, they can't lead us. Right. Whoa. And if they're not and involved, they, they don't know future. how to fight. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and they are our future. Right. Mm -hmm. I completely agree so, with you on that, uh, Ms. Cassandra. So for me and my district. To the movement. <laughs> I love seeing yeah. the kids down there. The, the, I took pictures. I took pictures for of me, the one little boy holding For me, I just, I want to learn to educate our young people so that they can get out here and fight a real fight, a meaningful fight. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of fights, let's run the video. So there, there was one uh, person, I believe her name was Amanda. She was down there and she was very vocal during the yes, session of, of her feelings. So Don, if you don't mind running that uh, video with, I believe her name was Amanda. Thank you for the, the short interview. But this is the passion that we need it, when we are demanding our basic necessity, it's not even, it's the things that we should have. We should mm -hmm. not be lacking in adequate housing. We should not be lacking in a place to go and buy groceries. It, right. makes, it, it makes no sense to me how this could, could still be happening here in 2022. So Don, if you have that video uh, available with Amanda, go ahead and, and so, introduce yourself to the listeners. Tell us who you are and, and what just tra transpired. I saw your passion upstairs. What so, brought that out? I'm Ashley Brunner. I live in the Lovejoy district. Uh, Brian Bullman is my councilman. Lovejoy is one of the districts that's up for uh, redistricting to where it will be essentially whitewashed. Um, I showed up today because I'm pretty active in the community. Um, I'm also the president of the Buffalo Police Advisory Board, which is the board they originally disbanded without much say, uh, minimal input, and a quiet vote, uh, similar to things like this. So more or less, I'm upset because they're reading off the dates of the meetings. The first date of the meeting was in April. I think it was the 20th of May. May was the very first one, though. Mm -hmm. See, my problem with May 18th, May 18th period, to me, if only two people showed up considering what the main tragedy was that happened days before then, why would you not say, you know what, we don't have enough turnout? Because you know people What just happened, people. right. You know that we were literally Googling our address, our zip code was Google. That's why he was able to come up here and do what he did. 
why would you not want more input specifically from those residents? And why would you ever think those residents in Maston District would have ever came out to come down here? It doesn't make any sense. People were telling them they had curfews. People were at the end of the at the end of the street blocking it off. I was delivering sleep with Indians here. Like that doesn't even make any sense because I am from Kaisertown. Nothing was happening in Kaisertown. So on May 18th, Brian Bowman didn't answer my call about getting Ms. McDuffie access to Roberta Jury's body so she could say goodbye, was sitting in chambers and wouldn't return my call. So no, I'm not happy. I live in a district where you can go on my block, there's Muslims, there's Spanish people, there are Christians, there's me, there's Chinese, there's everybody. Like, why is it only white people? Like, I feel incredibly insulted. Well, thank you so much nice for your time. You. Nice meeting you. I hope you watch tonight. I will. Thank you. They are so full of passion. Mm. I love it. Now I apologize. It was Ashley. It, I, I, the passion just drives me because I, I feel like when you are willing to fight for something, that's when you see change. You have to be willing yeah. to take action. Yeah. That's the yeah. only way you can see change. We need more of that. We need more of that. So, so your thoughts on that? What did you think, Big Mike, when you saw that? I'm, hey, like I'm saying, I'm thinking you three guys should be on that council ASAP. I mean, you guys got to run for those seats. You guys got to run for those seats because you saying there's no woman on that council. There's no woman on that council anymore. Wow. But I've gotten a that little bit too old for that, Mike. <laughs> But that, that they kill and, me and then, yeah and then the, the the you know there's so much work to be done you know harper mentioned that our city action buffalo is a newly formed organization and it is right, a ton right. of work that goes behind these organizations organizations like his organizations like mine mm -hmm. and all of these folks that are on the ground that are doing the work day in and day out it's i find it really i'm offended by the fact that it's a bunch of just men on the council because number one mm -hmm. when that when that thing happened down there and our folks got massacred the first mm -hmm. group of people that was down there was the people the women that looked like me holding exactly calling each exactly. other you, you couldn't yeah. get down there look come to my house mm -hmm. baby i got you look we're gonna eat we were we were bawling we were congregating mm -hmm. together and holding right. each other, cooking, taking care of kids, to seeing who needed what. What can I do? And you know what? You but know what happened when the when the council when the council member and all of the people came down. It was a bunch of men in a circle talking about what they could do and what they wanted to bring, and about money. We weren't talking about money. We were talking about helping us get over that moment. The trauma. These moments exactly. that continue exactly. to be exactly. And what I'm really pissed off about is the fact that, and Ashley touched on it, the fact that four days, not even four days after the massacre, they decided to keep going with this in the wake up. And then the tragedies didn't like look at the look at everything that's unfolded, even just on a microcosm in Buffalo from May 14th yeah. until now. We just had like a, another major um community member pass away within the last week right. and he yeah, touched so many lives dr daniels yes and he was my oh, children's pediatrician and we keep right. dealing with compounded trauma on top of it 
-hmm. And the fact that they don't understand or pretend like they don't understand what systematic, uh, systemic racism is, the fact that they pretend that they don't understand what the community is saying and what we need. Or systemic oppression, they understand it. They understand, they're pretending. And what I'm Mm -hmm. saying is that I am tired of it, I'm fed up, and so is the community, and we can't come up for air enough but i'm 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 dogged i'm determined when i say i'm calling on my ancestors when i say i'm calling on all of the powers that be i really mean that and i think that everyone should hold them to the to the count no matter how hard it is we can't all hold office we can do the work though and and i tell i tell you what else the may 14th taught me how much educated is education is needed in the east side of buffalo because we forgot about the fight. Until May 14th, we had forgotten about the fight. Okay? When those people got massacred, what it brought back to the forefront was what we were supposed to be continuously fighting for in the first place, which was equitable food sources in our community. You get what I'm saying? Yes, we ma'am. have forgotten about the fight and tragedy yes. brung it back to the forefront. And what we can't do again is forget. And get complacent. Get complacent. Yeah. Because that's what I feel. I, I, I feel that sometimes they, they give us things to make us complacent and make us, oh, we don't have to worry about Or they about push that. us around to try to make us feel complacent. Mm. Right. That, and it's intentional. That, like I said, it's a, mm-hmm. a lot of smoke screens and that is definitely one yeah. of them. And we and we should but not be moved. So you're right, yeah. Miss Cassandra. We need education, and we need yeah. to tell our people and encourage our people. Even if you can't come out, even if you're tired, whatever you can do, do it. Help the helpers. If you can't do anything, but and, help and, the people that are out me. there on the front line. I want some you old ladies on the phone. They do that telephone real well. Yeah, and they cook real well too. I need to eat. Yeah, <laughs> they can feed you, and yeah. they can work that phone. So as we close out, I want each of you just to leave our listeners with something. And Big Mike, go ahead and tap in if you have any additional questions for them. I agree with you. I I think that uh, he's running for that community board. I'm not, but they, but they can't fathom a world in which we would do things for the public good. So they just assume we are all running because in their book, you wouldn't just do this because it's the right thing to do. And uh, that's part of the problem is that the helpers and the people who are doing the good work and want to be in collaboration, we're sick and tired of being sick and tired to quote Fanny uh, Hammer, right? We're, we are. And we, though, know that there are people who are qualified to run and we are no longer interested in accountability campaigns of which we have to run Mm -hmm. all the time. They hinder our creativity, our imagination and truly what we deserve. We're moving on to co-governance with people in our community who have been doing the work like Don just spoke about, Miss Cassandra, people who have put in the hours and put in the work and proven themselves to be the people's champion. We're now pivoting to those folks. We're identifying those folks and we're going to run those folks because it's time for Buffalo to truly have the leadership it so des- deserves. I exactly, exactly. Definitely I keep agree. us informed and let us know because we'll wear them down putting it up here. That's, That's right. We'll, we'll <laughs> That's definitely right. put the word out every, every show we have to do. We'll put it out. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely put it out. You guys what about you, Don? Yes. What about you, Don? What would you like to leave our listeners with? Um, what would you like them to take away from this conversation? I would say if you have eyes to see and ears to hear and hands to work, many hands make light work. And so I think that we send a strong signal when we show up in numbers. And we mm-hmm. also can do the hard, deep work when we educate ourselves. So I think that's... Um, part of it and demanding that we have a seat yeah. at the table and showing up um, and, and getting our young people involved. I think Ms. Cassandra oh, touched yeah, on it. So right. everything that's, that's been said throughout the call and really making sure that we're grounded and rooted, that we eat, that we hydrate and that we check in with our spirit so that we can be grounded and we can speak with authority and power and call and, and call it into action. You know, I think that's just necessary and that's where we are. And like I said, if you cannot 
actually be a part of and do the work, find a way to mm -hmm. plug in and use whatever superpower oh, yeah. you have, Absolutely. whether you're black, whether you're white, use your resources to mm -hmm. ease the burden of the people mm -hmm. who are doing that mm -hmm. work on the front line. Mm -hmm. Right. I like that. I like that. What about you, Miss Cassandra? What would you like to leave our listeners with? What 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 should they take out of everything that has transpired over the last month or so? What what should they take from that and what you guys are doing right now? I would just like to share a couple of reads with people. You've got to relearn, reimagine, recommit yourself. You know, you got to resurge energy. We got to right. read everything that we know and not stop mm -hmm. until it changes. Yes. That's true. That's true. That's, that's it. That's, that's it true. right there. That's it right there. That's, that's the truth right there. That re-everything. Re-everything. And how, how can our listeners find you or if they want additional information and resources? And we hope they do. <laughs> so uh, they can... Yeah, they can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Instagram is primarily how we communicate with people through our city action Buffalo. And then right now, because we've been talking about redistricting, this is a campaign that we've been leading on www.ourcityactionbuffalo.com forward slash redistricting. It's a one-stop shop for everything that people need to know. Um, it's really mm -hmm. easy to use. We have petitions. We have uh, the, you know, the plan that we've put together, the one that the council has put together that Ashley spoke about that is being whitewashed and diluting vo uh, voter power, especially for Latinx and black voters in the city of Buffalo. Um, and we also have um, a lot of, um, templates of what you can say to your councilman. Um, and we say that explicitly at this point because we want to highlight that they're only men. So to your councilman, if you want to get your neighbors and people involved, we have a template even how to speak to them about this issue. So we've been doing this. There's an easy breakdown. We're making it as digestible as possible. So yes, we would love for people to interact with us in, in this fight and uh, far into the future. And we thank you so much for having us on. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for being on. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, like Big Mike said, feel um, free. Stop by. If, if there's anything that you guys have on the agenda that you want to get out there, even if it's a phone call, feel free. You know, the 715 yeah. part of the hour is when we usually have people call in if they have things on the agenda, especially community news. I, I, we are big mm -hmm. on that. You know, Big Mike's yeah, in yeah, Brooklyn. We're, we're big on that. Yeah. Cool. Well, you will be hearing from me, Vet. Don't worry. I'll be back. <laughs> I love it, Mrs. Sandra. I love it. Please call in. We have, listen, I am here to be disruptive. I am not here to make friends. I'm here to be disruptive. I, 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 I silenced myself for far too long. Not again. All right. I, I silenced myself for far too long. Now that I know how powerful our voices are when we use them, I can't stop. There, there's a, a, a verse that Jay-Z has that... Uh, says I, I, something to the lines where I, I can't shut up grandmama. They're going to have to kill me. I feel like that. I, I see. I feel like Martin Luther King, I understand now because I see the need. I see mm. the, the atrocity that was done. I feel like in a lot of ways that we were bamboozled. Like I was mm. telling you in our interview the other night, Harper, I'm from Lackawanna. This is my hometown. Mm. There was a time in my life, I'm 46 years old, there was a time in my life where I could not go to South Buffalo. Right. Even now, right. in 2022, right. I remember those South mm -hmm. Park, it still blows my mind when I see yeah. people that look like me in South Buffalo. Right. I just had a friend. It's kind of scary, ain't it? It is. It's, I, I'm, when I go to Lovejoy, I'm like this. Honestly, because that is where I, I, I receive the most racism. The most racism is that my brother, he was a teenager at the time. Now, mind you, this was probably late 90s, early 2000s. He got chased out of Casanova Park. We had yeah. to go and get him. He was on a date and they decided to walk through the park and he got chased out of the park. You guys, this was 20 years ago. So for me, going through South Buffalo, yeah, it scares me still. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. If a, if a pickup truck pulls on the side of me, right. I'm... I, of course, because it's yes. in my experience. I bet. But I'm old enough to feel like that about Broadway. Yes. <laughs> when we had the conversation, I said that I've experienced racism before. My, the racism that I've experienced have come from Polish and Irish Americans. 
Yeah. I, I, and, I, and it's not me being racist. That's just been my experience. Over there mm. on Broadway, they did not like us over there. It, even now, going into the Broadway market, that. It's still it's when I was a yes. kid, you got you got from over there before six o'clock. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the sundown sundown down was all around the outskirts of the hood. We they bust yes. us from, from Delavan Grider to Riverside. And we had to fight oh, trust almost me. I know. every day. I was in the first batch of that dawn. Want, they did not want us there. And we yeah. had to be nope. there because they decided that you know we couldn't go to school in our neighborhood. So we had to go to Riverside. And they closed most of those schools. Yeah, they did. But now Riverside is like a, you know, a place where people are getting pushed out. Mm. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So that's a whole nother topic. I mean, we can we can really get into that. But no, it's real. Racism is real. It has been. It hasn't been talked about enough. And uh, and it yeah. will be, and, and it's and it's hella real. I feel like as a white per, as a white person on the, I want to affirm that that is actually your lived experience, and that uh, my job is to get with my white homies and tell them that we need to dismantle white white supremacy. That is our job. That is our job. That is my job. And I'm no, here. I'm true. here in the struggle with you. That. I'm here in the struggle yes. with you, and uh, I'm not going to let you all talk about it and not be about it. I wanted to jump in there and say it is our responsibility. We have, and I have, and my people have failed you, and we need to do better. Much respect to you. Much respect. Appreciate Harper, brother from another yeah. mother. <laughs> right. Those of us who have lived here in Buffalo, we 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 may not have realized that. What we experienced, the segregation, blacks on the east side, you know, Polish people on, you know, the, the certain parts of South Buffalo, Irish, that is segregation. Yeah. You go other places, you everyone should be able to mixed, mixed, you know, ethnicities. That's how we grow. That, yeah. That's how we learn yeah. about different experiences. It is mm -hmm. very, very mm -hmm. difficult uh, if everyone around you is uh, not doing well. It, it's but see, again, again, that's why we need our young people, because our young people don't see color as we once did. Okay, that's why we need our young people out here fighting this fight. We got to educate them. We got to teach them what needs to be done and show them how to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Big Mike, would you like to leave our listeners with a, a nugget or two? Or I mean, you know, sign if, it's, if it's a positive way to go and we can see, you know, uh, opening to it, we need to take that around, you know. We can stay on the positive road or we can stay on the negative. We need to always stay on the positive, mm -hmm. you know. Let go and let God. That's right. All right. That's right. And, and I'll just leave our listeners with this. If it makes you angry enough, it should make you angry enough to take action. You can't talk All about right. it and, and not be about it. It, it. I've heard so much talking, not enough action. We have got to stand up for ourselves. If we don't stand up for ourselves, how can we look to someone else to stand up for us? We have to use our voice. We have to make sure that we hold the people in power accountable and yes, you do have a voice. I don't care where you live. You have a voice and you have people that were elected to make sure that your voice is heard and to make sure that your needs are taken care of. All right. That's, That's all true. I'm going to say on that. Use your voice. I love you guys. And thank you again for love joining Big Girl with Vet Green. Make sure you stay tuned. Nine o'clock. Brooklyn at the Brown Table. Right, bro? We up next. Yep. We up next. Thank That's you. Right. Don, you back there? Would you like to leave our listeners with something? 